of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This is an exciting episode because I'm joined by the Lauren Rurick of The Grey Estates. Lauren has founded one of the most incredible and positive blogs that I've ever had the pleasure of reading and exploring. Her passion project started as a love of music expressed for herself and it's since grown to nearly 4,000 followers all over the web, countless supports from upcoming DIY bands and more, even a podcast. The introduction song was by one of the bands she loves, Remember Sports. Lauren shares my love of supporting independent artists and even teen night dramas in the mid-2000s, which we talked about among so many other wonderful things. So with that, let's dig into the interview so you can meet Lauren. Four years we spent jumping over this way. We were so scared of change how we ran through our things. I'm diving under and reaching but it's somebody new. I don't know what to do. I always thought that I'd be changed when I got to the surface again. Damn that we'd be friends. Stay on the water till I work it out. Or my lungs give out. Or my lungs give out. to be talking to you, Lauren. This is so exciting. I love what you do at the Gray States, and it seems like you've had a really great year so far, but how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing good, even though it was like snowy today, you know, but um, it's a pretty good day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the spring just won't quite arrive in the Northeast, so I always feel bad for everybody up there this time of year. I know, it's the worst. My goodness. Well, hopefully something that'll warm us both up is being able to talk about all the awesome things that you do for the gray states and stuff. Um, let's, let's just dig into it. Um, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about kind of how you found your way into writing and blogging? Sure. Um, I'd always like really enjoyed um, writing 
even when I was like younger. So I've, I've always really liked um, writing probably since I was little. And when I was like in high school, um, I sort of discovered like the hype machine and um, music blogging. And it's always been something like I was interested in, but um, I didn't really pursue it for myself or, or start my own thing until the gray estates. Um, I had always written for other people and um, I just wanted to like try doing something on my own and um, to try creating a blog that was like different from what was out there. Um, so I just, I started the gray estates. <laughs> That's so cool. And you have kind of a background in exploring journalism. Um, can you talk about this and maybe how you found your way into having your own independent media? Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the freelancing when I first started out, um, was doing like straight up news stories. Um, I had to attend like school board meetings and, uh, like township meetings and just do like local events. And it was not at all what I wanted to be writing about. So I looked for a way that like I could write about music and still be a journalist. And even when I got like my first, um, like I guess real full-time journalism job, there wasn't, uh, an opportunity to write about music. But I think it's like helped because um, it like gives me, I guess it, it gives me more of a passion to do the gray states, knowing that like I get to write about what I want. And like it's really helped me as far as like with my writing and um, just knowing like how to write, I guess, and like how to make things appear nice when you write them, if that makes sense but yeah I actually have a journalism background too and like that newsroom experience is great because it's like you get the basic skills um yeah out of being in a newsroom but I don't know it's just the way that the modern newsroom is it doesn't quite suit I think the kind of creativity that is involved with the music writing for example because like you get to have a little bit more personal voice and flair and creativity based even on who you're talking to. So that's something that's really special that I'm sure you get to explore a lot of with the gray states. Yeah, I think like when a lot of the people, like when I was in the newsroom, it's a lot of like older people and people that have like, they're used to print media and like the way it's done. Um, and they're very set in like what it should be and how it should be. So I think getting to like, like you said, starting something or like doing music writing, like it enables you to have that opportunity for creativity. Well, that's awesome that you've been able to find your way into this outlet and being able to create for yourself. Um, to kind of backtrack a little bit, what bands and musicians were kind of your entry point into falling in love with music and the idea of even writing about it? Um, prob it was probably, for the longest time, I was really just into whatever was on the radio and then um when the OC premiered um I can remember like the soundtracks to the show were so different from what I had like ever heard and I started hearing all these bands and they had like a thing on the show where like the killers and modest mouse came and performed and that was really like the first time that I was aware that there was 
bands like Death Cab for Cutie out there and like that Pitchfork existed. Um, so it was actually because of the OC and I ended up like buying all the soundtracks and like looking up all the bands on each episode. And um, that was like when I figured out, I guess that like indie rock, you know, was like a thing. I love it. I was the same way because I, I grew up with the OC also and One Tree Hill. Oh my gosh, yes. So like that was like my, I mean, I had heard of like, you know, rock and punk and stuff because like my dad introduced me to music at, at a young age and everything. But like, I think I really fell for it whenever I started seeing like the reoccurring like guests of that were like playing live music on the show. Like I remember the first time that I saw like Jack's Mannequin play and like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, like if, even just like the watching like Gavin DeGraw on like the early season, but like <laughs> One Tree Hill is just like, holy shit, that, like, musicians can be on TV, and, like, wait a minute, there's more that sound like this? This is awesome. So, um, I'm so, I'm so thrilled to hear that, like, EOC was your entry point, too, because it's, like, oh, wow, there's somebody else like me who, like, that was the gateway. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about when you first started writing about music and bands and stuff? Did you write for, um, Do you remember like a specific blog or outlet that you were working with? When I first started, I was writing um, for Consequence of Sound and it was sort of back when they were like first starting out. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the first time that I had ever written about music or done a review. Up until that point, like I had just had, you know, like everyone had at the time I had a Tumblr and I would just post like just the mp3s I wouldn't put any words um but that was the first time that someone really gave me like um an opportunity to write about music that's really cool that's that's a really good outlet to start with too because I mean they have pretty great coverage and it seems like they give chances to people and stuff so that's really great and then April 2013, that's like the official kind of time frame that you started the Gray States. Um, can you talk a little bit about the early days and putting everything together and out there? Yeah. Um, well, when we, when we first started, I, I started out with like the intention that the only person that would ever read this would be like my family. Um, and I, like when we first started, I just kind of wrote about things that I loved and that I found on Bandcamp, and um, I just started with like the idea of of creating a place that like didn't have negative reviews or like wasn't dictated by um, like ad revenue, but that it would just be a place for me to write about the things that I loved, um, and I just kept at it and it was just like my outlet, I guess. And, um, I like had hoped that people would read it, but like, I never like expected anyone to. So it's been cool to kind of like look back and like when we started, I I was just like on a wordpress.com site. Um, and I like didn't have a layout or a theme. I was just like, I'm just going to write about music and see where it goes. Um, yeah. And then it like, I guess. <laughs> well, you've come pretty far in five years. So that's amazing to know that, you know, you're just focused on getting stuff out there and it's for yourself, which is amazing and a great way to stay motivated from the beginning. Um, who was the first 
maybe you remember the first like band or musician or somebody involved in the scene that you got to interview or write about? One of, I think the first band, one of the first ones I ever interviewed was the Courtney's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like obsessed with their EP. And I, I was like, Oh, they'll be like one of my first interviews. I'll just see if they want to do it. Um, and they did. And I think after that first one, I like, I felt more confident about, Cause like when you approach bands and you say like, um, you just started a site, it's kind of like daunting because you know that people are going to be like, who is this? But, um, like after I interviewed them, I felt more confident going forward. That's really good because sometimes it just takes like the right first conversation to get things going. I know for me, I mean, I was in my comfort zone big time. I interviewed my friend Erica. She's actually the very first episode I did of this podcast. And like, there was something about just finding like the right person who was like willing to give you a chance. And then from there, it's like, okay, I can just keep doing this. And then you kind of start pushing yourself further. Yeah, totally. Um, To kind of backtrack for a second, where did you get the name The Gray Estates from? I got it from a Wolf Parade song. Um, I, I saw them in concert yes. yeah. yeah, like a long time ago, and I really loved them. And, like, I was trying to find a name. Like, my favorite band's Radiohead, but, like, all their song titles are really sad or weird. So <laughs> this seems kind of nice. <laughs> no, I feel like it's – that's amazing. I love that song, and I, I love that you – that that was your choice. So that's really cool. And I always like whenever people find something that they like are that excited about to reference with their, um, with their source of art. I know for yeah. me, it's like, I did 10 things I hate about you with this oh, podcast. Perfect. So oh my God. I stole the line straight out of Joseph Gordon Lovett's mouth. And I was just like, you know what? This works. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Um, so were there any sites that you were kind of checking out as like a reference point as you started growing the gray estates? Like, Hey, I kind of want to be like this blog or this site. Um, I always, one of like the blogs that I always really loved reading, um, was gorilla versus bear. I think I always like enjoyed how it wasn't as much reviews as it was just like a few small details about the music and like still getting people interested in it. And then like, as I started seeing who else was out there, um, probably the other one was then um, Tom at Gold Blake Paint, just because I really liked the way that like he wrote and approached things um, like from a very like personal and emotional standpoint. And I kind of wanted to like do that and he's always really focused on like um, DIY acts and maybe not as many major label things, which I thought was something that I wanted to definitely keep incorporating into the site. Well, I can definitely see that in the gray states because I love to, there's so many things I do love about the gray states, but like to, to, to kind of like at the high level, I would say it's like, I love that it's very personal feeling. And yeah. I also love that it feels like a lot of the writing is concise like you're going to express everything you need to, but it's, it's very quickly like digestible. I get like the very quick, like emotions that you have toward like a release or toward an artist or even the interviews and stuff. It's like, it feels like it's personal, but at the same time, it's like, it's, 
it's very well set to what we have like modern consumption because people don't have the same attention span. So it's like, I can get everything I need to know about this artist and how you feel about them very quickly. Yeah. And I, I think too, like that was kind of purposeful because sometimes like I, I read other reviews too that are really long or they use like a lot of like descriptors and it's not like that I don't know what they're saying, but like I, it feels almost not very personal. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I just want to know what the music sounds like. And like you said, just like really briefly and then be able to like explore it for yourself too. Yeah. It's kind of like you have this um, approach in your writing where it's like, here's this, this is how I feel about it. Now you go try it. Yeah, definitely. That's so great. Um, and what do you feel kind of keeps you motivated with writing and putting other artists' music out there on your blog? I think, well, probably the, the biggest one is, I think a lot of the artists that we cover are deserving of a platform, but they might not always get it from a bigger site. So if we're able to take like a few moments and make a post about them and like share their work with someone, um, like that's really gratifying. Um, and then I think a lot of it too is just hearing people say like that they found a connection in the way we wrote something or they found a new artist or just that they feel like, um, like a, a sense of community with the blog or that like inspires me because then I, I feel like, um, I don't know, like people are reading and connecting with it. Like that helps me feel like the work is worthwhile, but I think it's always just been about, um, just giving artists platforms, you know, that, that are just starting out too and like, don't know where to go or like how to approach blogs about writing, um, about their stuff or premiering a song, but just being able to, to give them that chance is, um, like exciting for me. I love that you mentioned things like giving a platform and community because like so much of punk is about that, I think at the end of the day. And then you're taking, um, you're taking a, a chance on these musicians and they're taking it on you as well. And it seems like it's just fostered this like beautiful sense of community. Like there's a really great support system that's there. Um, all the tweets that I see related to gray states. I mean, there's positive feedback between it seems like you and the musicians and the people who follow. So it's kind of beautiful that you've been able to take kind of like the punk aesthetic in that sense of like, you know, being able to have a community and fostering into something that feels like a really great space for all kinds of people. Yeah. And I think too, that's, I always like kind of had hoped that that would be like the, the end result just because like when you have bigger sites, I feel like there's always these hidden people behind the scenes that run them. And at times it feels like you can't connect with them or like you can't, like they're not, they can't be like excited. So because it's like, it's just us doing this or it's just me. Like, I feel like I can be like excited about the music we're covering and like connect with people in a way that like other sites can't. Yeah. Cause you have a direct hand. It seems like in, all parts of this blog. Um, you have a little bit of help though, right? A couple of writers here and there. Yeah, we have, um, like some contributors and then we have like a few photographers. Um, so they definitely help like a lot. Um, it's more of like 
uh, a like when they want to contribute or when they have time but we definitely have people who are pretty steady at it and um, like definitely help me out a ton that's so awesome to hear and then that gives you ways to grow and help them grow as well because they can contribute to you and then they can kind of you know, either continue to help growing the gray states or maybe eventually branch off and try their own work. So that's really exciting to know that there's like this system to where, or I probably shouldn't say system, there's this ability to just kind of form that community as well that's so like personal, it seems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been cool too to like hear people um, say that they had always thought about writing or they like had never written before or they wanted to try it and being able to like help them or be the first place that they ever write. Uh, that's really exciting for me. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that that feels good for you as well. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I really love too is like, you know, the ability of the punk scene to kind of um, become a part of the work that you're doing and stuff. And it seems like a lot of that is available to you. Um, how do you feel maybe the punk scene or even just the music scene in general has kind of influenced and motivated your efforts with the gray states? Um, well, I think that a lot of bands that have been um, really welcoming of others and just like supportive of our blog, even when it was beginning, um, I think the way that they approach that and, and being excited about things and like supporting even the newest um, blog or, or band or whatever it is, like that's always really inspired me. And just the fact that like when we first started out doing shows and stuff, um, some of like the DIY spaces were really welcoming and like letting us host shows and we're really into it. Um, and they definitely like inspired me to um, like keep pursuing what we were doing. So I think the way that everyone's always been really supportive and um, open and like wanting to help other people grow has definitely rubbed off on me. Yeah, that, that's like one of the most beautiful parts I feel like you can experience in the music scene is like, you know, that that just like community and efforts to make things grow. So one of the things that I've gotten really excited about is seeing that you're booking events and stuff. I mean, the South by Southwest showcase looked amazing and being present in Austin looked like an amazing time. You're interacting with so many um, really just wonderful people in the punk scene. Can you tell me a little bit about what it's like to actually put together events and kind of have a more physical presence? We, I've done, we've done a few shows before. Um, they're a lot of work and I, for a while, I took a break from them just because like it was just a lot of work and I, it just made me feel even more anxious than what I normally feel. So I was like, as far as events go, like I love putting them together. They're lots of fun, but I was like, I don't know that it's something like I want to continue doing. Um, so for like South by Southwest, it was great because um, the label we did it with new professor handled pretty much like the, the getting of the venue and like, setting up the sound people like I just had to get the bands um so it was nice it's I think it's it was a lot easier to have someone else help me because normally it's just me and like I tried to do one here in Pittsburgh and it the first one we did went okay the second one 
it was okay. Um, we did one in LA, but it's just, it's a lot different, like being, like you said, sort of like physically present as opposed to like just being behind a computer. Um, so it's definitely like, I, I want to keep doing events, but I think we'll probably maybe only do like one a year. <laughs> yeah. Like limit to like special showcases or like celebration kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like that way you can kind of have more partners and like hands involved with that stuff. And it's good to know that you worked with like a good label who was like willing to kind of help you out in the process instead of you trying to shoulder it. Cause South by Southwest looks amazing, but like it is a lot of work. Yeah. The, I went like a long time ago just for fun by myself and I did not like it at all. And I like never thought I would go back, but then like this year, I just went into the mindset of like, well, I'm just going to try and have fun and meet everyone. Um, and I thought it was a lot better. I didn't find it to be as like commercial as some people say it is, um, or like as overwhelming, but, um, I think we'll probably do it again. I don't know, but it was fun. Well, awesome. I'm so glad to hear. Do you have like a favorite like experience or like thing that just happened that you walked away from it feeling like really good about? Um, probably after we did the South by Southwest showcase and just being able to meet a lot of the bands that we had like written about or talked through, um, email with. And we also like just if maybe like a, a few people at the show had said, um, they were just attending had said like how much they liked reading the gray estates. And that was like so humbling and weird. It's weird because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> you just, I just do this for my bedroom. And I always say that, but like on Twitter and stuff, um, I never like expected it to reach the people that it has or for anyone to read it. So for someone to come up and say that like, they like what we're doing. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, thanks. That's really cool. Um, so that was probably one of like the most, like, I was like, Oh wow. Um, just to, to know that like you actually impact people and like to see that impact in real life was pretty amazing. Yeah. I'd imagine. So, I mean, it's different when you see things on a screen because it's like, you don't know, like, you see sometimes like there were clicks or downloads or whatever sometimes. And it's like, Oh, was that a real person or not? <laughs> and then it's like, you start to see the faces of like the real people who are consuming what you put out there. And it's like, Oh my goodness. And then whenever they tell you positive things, I'm sure it's just like extremely satisfying to know that like somebody is out there and they hear you in some capacity. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's so cool. And you know, you've done the podcast as well, which I love. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, you've had a number of folks on there that I really love, like Jamie Coletta and um, Carrie and Heidi from um, Chris Gethard Show and uh, Early Riser. That's so fun. Um, what's your favorite part about doing the podcast? Um, I think I actually love podcast interviews, I think, as opposed to doing general interviews, just because we have like a really fun time with it. And I think we get to ask a lot of like, um, questions that I wouldn't normally ask in interviews. Um, so it's been fun to like get to ask artists the weird questions that like you, you might send in an email, but they'd be like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I think it's been a lot of fun and it's, it's nice to have like Noah, um, co-host with me because then 
like he'll think of the things that I don't think of or um, like say the things that I forget. So it's nice to like have someone else to like bounce ideas off of. Yeah, it's, that makes it so much fun because it's like you get to kind of have a more personal conversation. You don't have to transcribe it the way that you would if you were like doing another interview at that point. And then it just comes across a little bit more playful. So that's, yeah, it's got to be fun. And then like, uh, I like that you mentioned your co-host Noah, because it's like, I do another podcast on the record and I do that with my friend Tyler. And mm-hmm. it's definitely like the same vibe where it's like, you know what, if I don't ask this question, he might have something else that like, you know, is really great and we can kind of bounce off each other and it makes it even more conversational and fun that way. So I definitely get that vibe from you both. It's a great great listen. I say thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Um, one of the things that I like to kind of think about too is like, as I've grown as a podcaster, I know I've absorbed a lot of lessons from like podcasts, like so many white guys better yet and see something, say something. And of course, even listening to you and Noah on the gray estates, um, are there any like blogs or podcasts that you follow that you like to give a shout out to or anything along those lines? Um, yeah. Well, probably, probably one of my favorite blogs I already said, um, was Tom at Gold Lake Paint, but I also really like, um, Get Alternative Mm -hmm. and I'm like with podcasts, I'm really bad at them because I, like I, the only one I really listen to is Oprah. I don't even know why I listen to Oprah. Like, I just like, if you're going to pick a podcast, Oprah's (laughs) a great one. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, cause like I used to commute, but now that I work at home, like, I, I don't have that time to, like, it's hard for me to listen to a podcast and write. So, like, I, I try to make time for them, but, I'm, but, like, the only one I listen to is Oprah, and it's just, I should probably, like, change that, but. Um. <laughs> That's a, it's still very wholesome, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, like, a really good one, I mean. <laughs> Shout out to Oprah. <laughs> so, um, what are some bands or folks in the scene that you're, like, really excited about right now? Um, we just did an interview with one today. Um, yours are the only ears that like, I, I love, um, their music so much and they did like a really cool interview with us. Um, I think who else am I listening to? Uh, I've been listening. I listened to moaning since their album has come out. Um, I really like that. I'm, I've been obsessed with Rap Boys since that album came out. Like, um, what else do I listen to? I get into really bad habits where, like, I find one album I like and then I'll just repeat it for months. Um, <laughs> that's been me lately, though. I mean, ever since Camp Cope just dropped their record, that's oh, all I listen yeah. to. And I just got my copy of Hop Along in the mail today. So it's like, okay, now I can download it and just jam to this forever because pretty certain that's going to be my album of the year at this rate so <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that one's really good that's a good one those two are good those are good ones <laughs> <laughs> so you just celebrated your five-year birthday of the gray states um what are some goals that you'd like to kind of accomplish maybe over the next year or so with gray states um, um you know i think i i just want to continue coming up with like ideas for things that I think is unique um, or unusual and like just having fun with it. Um, I always want to reach 
new people and like get more of an audience. Um, I definitely, one of the things I, I've really been trying is like, um, like making a schedule with it. That's not even like a goal as much as like just being able to like manage my time with it and like not let it like consume all of my day and night. Um, and I think just, I don't know, just like to continue what we're doing. I want to get a new logo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like, I love the logo we have, but I like have ideas for other ones. I guess just like to keep coming up with new ideas. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'll come up with goals. Like, I don't know, like I'll think of something and then I'll just like, once I think of it, then I'll do it. But I just, I don't know, I guess just keep doing what we do now, but better. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I mean, it's good. Cause it's like, if you're constantly thinking of things and just immediately like making them happen or just like pushing forward, whether whether it's like figuring out the schedule of, that you want to follow or just like have a new artist you want to talk to or work with or anything. I mean, that in itself is just a sign of growth and awesomeness. So, I mean, keep on <laughs> at it because it's been working clearly. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Um, do you have any like dream guests or people that you want to work with for the Grey States or like it could be like a band or a label or anything along those lines? I have asked for years, every year <laughs> I have asked if I can interview Julian Baker Ooh. and I have gotten turned down every time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. And like, I get it. Everybody has PR, but like, um, that's like my dream interview just because first of all, we both love Dunkin' Donuts and, <laughs> um, like I grew up in like a religious household. So I think I would have a lot of like connection but, um, aside from that, that's like one of those ones, like, I'm like, I don't know, you know, it probably, I don't know that it'll ever happen. Um, uh, but I like to think that it will. Maybe Julian, if you hear us, <laughs> yeah, please know. respond to Lauren, please say yes, because I feel like you would have a really great interview. <laughs> so fun. Like, even if we just talked about Dunkin' Donuts, like that would be great. Um, that sounds wonderful too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else have I asked? Hmm. I asked Dungan Donuts once, like if I could talk to them on the podcast, like about their history, that would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know that anyone like that actively follows the blog for music would be excited about that. <laughs> hey, um, it could be cool. It could be really cool. <laughs> yeah. But maybe like Radiohead, that would be like the ultimate dream. <laughs> you never know. I always like, I ask a similar question to like musicians who come on the podcast, like, you know, name three bands that you want to play with, you know, bring them back from the dead or they could be active right now. Who would it be? Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I like the idea of kind of twisting it in this situation. Like, who do you want to work with? Yeah. <laughs> you never freaking know though. I mean, the Grey States could have that opportunity. Sometimes like even the larger bands will just all of a sudden just be like, you know what? I want to talk to like this indie blog or I want to talk to like somebody who is kind of growing and stuff. And they still have enough, like, I feel like, personality and like independence to where they would consider that at some point so I mean shit I hope Radiohead picks up the phone and calls you like right after <laughs> this episode comes out that would be amazing I mean that would need to be listening to me which highly <laughs> unlikely but hey you never know I'll tag them on Twitter and harass them maybe they'll 
Maybe they'll respond then. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> right? <laughs> what advice would you have to people who want to get involved in the scene and like music coverage? Um, I always tell people like to just like create whatever they dream of or to like reach out to the people that they admire and see if they can work with them or um, like if you feel like a door is an opening for you just to like do it yourself. Um, just because I, I think a lot of times people think that they have to have like experience um, to be a writer or even like to start a band. Um, and I think like if you just have the passion and you're excited about it, um, that's all you really need to get started. And, and even if like you start and it's not great and like you have to grow through it and get better, um, like at least you're doing what you wanted and like you accomplished something. So I say just go for it. Damn, that's really well said. I try to keep that kind of similar motivation in mind for myself. And talking to you has been so awesome. I feel like I've learned a lot about what, you know, people who are involved in this area of music are capable of. So you give me hope. <laughs> oh my gosh, thanks. <laughs> uh, thank you, seriously. And where can everybody keep up with the Gray Estates? Um, thegrayestates.com or we're at the Gray Estates on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, but I do use that um, as my personal Instagram to post selfies. So I do apologize. <laughs> no, everybody should be like smashing that like button on yourself. <laughs> like, come on. That's, it's just like, it's good because then they get to see you as a person too. So it's more yeah. person, that little personableness coming yeah, out. Totally. It's more Plus, of the gray states. <laughs> I like, I don't have that much going on. Like, like, I don't feel like I lead that interesting enough of a life to, like, have two separate Instagram accounts, so. But, yeah, we're at the Gray States, usually on everything. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking to me, Lauren, and everybody, go check out the Gray States. Huge inspiration and motivation for me as a podcast, and just, yeah, th these are, this is a great person to listen to, everybody. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
You just heard Yours Are the Only Ears, who is one of Lauren's favorite artists, also having been featured on The Great States. Lauren is such a genuine and incredible force in independent music who really encourages success for everyone. The Great States is such an important piece of the fabric of DIY that really curates and uplifts so many new bands that quickly fly to the front of many punks' radar. I gave a special shout out to the Grey States and The Alternative last week over Twitter because I truly believe their roles in sharing music with DIY ethic is going to change the scene. Finding the Grey States was one of the best discoveries I've made in music because of how positive and driven Lauren has shaped the site to be. I'm grateful and hopeful that all players in DIY will be successful because of the work of people like Lauren with the Grey States. So make sure you subscribe and follow all the Gray Estates social media and check in with the blog regularly. You won't want to miss out on all that they feature. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts right about now, with hopefully Spotify on the way soon. Um, If you want to be a guest on the podcast, send me an email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. I'm pretty responsive, and I want to talk to everybody across all areas of DIY, indie, punk, hip-hop, whatever you're working on. Let's talk about it. Until next time, stay angry and dig through your favorite DIY blogs. Take it away. Earlier.